Good evening, everybody. My name is Will Datesman, and uh, thank you for those of you who are tuning in to another episode of Get to Know Jesus as we go through the Bible. I teach what the Bible has to say about uh, what we may be going through today, and um, of course, just as the Bible does, I do the same. I point everything to Jesus Christ. And, uh, you know, recently, with the amount of chaos that just continues to rise up more and more every day, we see things just getting worse and worse and worse. And I've said it in the past, I said it's going to get worse before it gets better. And uh, as I was saying, as we all see things getting worse and worse in this country, not just worldwide, but I would say more so in the country, um, I've had a couple of people ask me what I think the reason is why of all this is going on and and for a while I've just been kind of silent about it I didn't really know exactly what it was uh, all my message at the time was just we just need us Christians need to keep talking about Jesus we just need to keep telling others about Jesus because and that message is still the same yesterday today and tomorrow um that never changes. Every single day we need to be telling others about Jesus. and We need to live each day as if it's our last day. We need to live every day as if Christ died yesterday, rose this morning, and He's coming back this evening. We need to have that urgency in our, in our uh, life. We need to have that, that understanding of knowing that, hey, we're not guaranteed tomorrow. We need to have that urgency that that fervency to want to tell others about jesus knowing that today could be it but you know god's really stirred my heart uh, another brother of mine he he shot me a text and he wanted me to read a couple chapters and um we're going to go over a couple of them today and just show you what god's been putting on my heart and it's the same thing he was putting on his heart I mean, all he told me was just to read them and let them know what I, what you know, what the Lord was saying to me. And I told him, and we just basically we talked today, and we everything we were saying was just it's like we were both sitting there reading it together, and and that that's just proof for me to know that that's the hand of God. You know, we don't serve a God of confusion. He doesn't, you know, there, there's no confusion. He doesn't tell him one thing and then me the complete opposite to where we're butting heads. No. That'll happen if you're not in the spirit, but um, going back to what I was saying, as people ask me what do I believe is why all this is happening, um, I mean, if you look at my second podcast episode, the one where I did Jeremiah chapter 6, that right there says it all, and it's going to be another one just like that. It's just going to be a, I'm going to use a lot of scripture, so just be ready to jot these down and I hope that you go back and look at them for yourselves but I'm going to use a lot of scripture to just really point out what God's been showing me and what I believe this nation is going to be going through um you know God's just putting on my heart that America as I've said it before we were a a nation founded on the principles of the Bible we we're the largest Christianity nation in the whole wide world. That's the main um, 
if you want to call it this, it's the main religion here in the uh, here in uh, the United States. But why is all this still going on? Why? Why is all the chaos still going on? Well, because the generations that's being brought up is not being brought up in the ways of the Lord. They're being brought up in sin, to, to like sin, to stay in sin. They don't know anything about Jesus. And that's parents' faults for not raising them up in the ways of Jesus. That's Christians' faults for not getting the gospel out there to more people. So, I'm going to go ahead and just uh, start off in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 6. Or you know what, I'll start off in verse 1 in chapter 10 of 1 Corinthians. And I'm going to go all the way through uh, verse 11. I'm going to just read it straight through and then I'll talk a little bit about it. Because I'm going to be going into the Old Testament. And... Um, Again, I like to back everything up with Scripture so that you guys know that I'm not just coming up with all this on top of my head. I don't want anyone to think I'm brainwashing them. I'm saying what's already there. So, you know, a lot of, for if, if there's any theologians who, like, who might tune in and they might want to say, oh, well, the Old Testament's for that time and now's a different time, which is very true, but we can also learn from the Old Testament and that's one of the things that this nation has not done we have not learned from the past we haven't learned from history so 1 Corinthians chapter 10 verse 1 moreover brethren I do not want you to be unaware that all our fathers were under the cloud all passed through the sea all were baptized into Moses in the cloud and in the sea all ate the same spiritual food and all drank the same spiritual drink. For they drank of that spiritual rock that followed them. And that rock was Christ. But with most of them God was not pleased for their bodies were scattered in the wilderness. Verse 6, getting to my point. Now these things became our examples to the intent that we should not lust after evil things as they also lusted. So we see right there Paul's saying... You know, in Exodus, when Moses led, when God led the Israelites by the hand of Moses out of Egypt, and you know they went through the wilderness and they went through idolatry and and all the things that they lusted after, all that set as an example for us. And what we still see the same thing happening all the way back in Genesis and uh, Sodom and Gomorrah. That was as an example for us, and I'm going to get into that later, so I won't touch up on it too much now. But all these things that happened in the Old Testament were there for us today as an example of what not to do. As an example to see of what God despises. As an example to see what God thinks and what His judgment's going to be similar to for the actions that have been taken that were done then that are still being done now. We, we have not learned, you know. Uh, when I was a sophomore in high school, my world history teacher, she said, just as Rome was one of the biggest superpowers in the world, everyone thought they were going to last forever. They didn't last forever. And she said, same thing for America. We're not going to last forever. We're going to fall. And we're at the fall right now if we do not repent. If we do not turn away from our sinful ways. If we do not recognize our sin. 
and just put our hope and trust in Jesus, guys, wrath is coming. And that's the whole message right now. That's what God's stirring my heart with is if we do not repent as a nation, the wrath of God is coming down on this nation and we're going to fall away. We're going to be nothing and we're going to see more of that. And so she was also saying, she, uh, my history teacher, she was saying how history repeats itself. You know, and that, that, that's so well said. Um, look at uh, Napoleon, the, the leader of the French army. He went, through the, he went through the country of Russia in the winter and his whole, his whole army died. You know, and then talk about uh, history repeats itself. Hitler goes through the Russian country and during the middle of winter knowing that napoleon did it and they all died but he still did it and same thing happened so you know they just didn't learn and we still haven't learned we haven't learned one thing from what happened and what got what happened in the old testament and those things that were meant to be as an example for us of what not to do we're still doing why because we lust after the flesh because that's what we want to do that's what we love to do so let's go on and still in first Corinthians chapter ten verse seven and do not become idolaters as were some of them as it is written, the people sat down to eat and drink and rose up to play. Verse eight let nor let us commit sexual immorality as some of them did, and in one day twenty three thousand fell, nor let us tempt Christ as some of them also tempted and were destroyed by serpents. Nor complain, as some of them also complained and were destroyed by the destroyer. Verse 11, this is where I stop and it ends to my point of what I'm trying to get to. Now all these things, again, now all these things happened to them as examples. And they were written for our, what, admonition? Or it could be better said, they were written for our instruction upon whom the ends of the ages have come. What does that mean? Those things were written as examples for us to know what the ends of the ages have come upon. Those people who practice that lust, who practice the, the life of the flesh and not walking in the spirit. And we're doing the same exact thing right now. All those things in the Old Testament were written for that. And look at us, we're still going through the same things. We haven't learned one thing yet. And God keeps sending us people to, to try and turn us from our ways because we are His people. Maybe not all of America, but if we are the largest Christianity nation, then, I mean, through Christ, we are His people. He's trying to call us back. He's trying to say, hey, turn from your wicked ways. Repent, and I will forgive you, and I will heal you, but... We have not repented, and let me go ahead and tell you, if we do not repent soon, I don't know when the day could come, but it could come tonight, I don't know. If we don't repent soon as a nation, if we Christians don't get up and start telling others about Jesus, if we don't just spread the gospel as we're supposed to, God's going to come down, He's going to end this nation. He's going to cut America off, and we're going to be nothing. We're going to be nothing anymore. We're going to go through what we've never seen happen before in this country, guys. 
So I urge you to just repent. I read again, I read those scriptures just to back myself up into why I'm going into uh, I'm gonna be in Ezekiel, Ezekiel chapter 27. I, uh, I read those scriptures in 1 Corinthians just to show you that the Old Testament, yeah, it was written for them, but we can also use it and apply it to our lives to this very day. And I'm going to show you exactly what God's putting on my heart and how we are, as America, are doing the exact same thing that the country of Tyre did. America is just doing the exact same thing that this country Tyree did. We have not learned one thing. So turn with me to Ezekiel chapter 27. Now I'm going to do a lot of reading. I will stop here and there in between just to kind of explain how we as America are how I can kind of how the Lord's really able to compare us to Tyree at the time as he compares them right now um, and I know people say I mean I haven't seen it maybe I've overlooked it I don't know but America is nowhere in the Bible but we are sure acting like a lot of these nations who were once in the Bible the nations who were once there they're there no more but we're acting just like them so I'm not saying America's in the Bible, but Lord God's showing me something through His Word on how we're acting. And if we keep going down the road that we're going, we're going to end up just like all these other nations. I begin in Ezekiel chapter 27 verse 1. The word of the Lord came again to me saying, Now son of man, take up a lamentation for Tyre and say to Tyre, You who are situated at the entrance of the sea, Merchant of the peoples on many coastlands. Thus says the Lord God. O Tyre, you have said, I am perfect in beauty. What does America say? We've said we are just amazing. We, we think so highly of ourselves. We think that we're just the best nation in the whole wide world. And, and, and we've said we're perfect. We think way too, we're so prideful. Verse 4, your borders are in the midst of seas, of the seas. Your builders have perfected your beauty. The borders of America are in the midst of the seas today. We are surrounded by two of the largest oceans, two of the largest bodies of water. That is the Atlantic Ocean out in the east and in the west we have the Pacific Ocean. And down south we have the Gulf of Mexico. So there's one uh, similarity. Verse 5. They made all your planks of fir trees from Sinir. They took a cedar from Lebanon to make you a mast. Of oaks from Bashan, they made your oars. The company of Asherites have inlaid your planks with ivory from, with ivory from the coast of Cyprus. Fine embroidered linen from Egypt was what you spread for your sail. Blue and purple from the coast of Elisha was what covered you. Inhabitants of Sidon and Arvad were your oarsmen. Your wise men 
O Tyre, were in you. They became your pilots. Elders of Gabal and its wise men were in you to caulk your seams. All the ships of the sea and their oarsmen were in you to market your merchandise. So what was it? This, com this country, Tyree, they had a whole bunch of other people doing their work for them. They had a whole bunch of other people working for them, making stuff for them, bringing it back to that country so they can use it in that country. What do we see America doing? Everyone else does our work for us. China, Mexico... Vietnam, Africa, I mean everybody, We and our trade system is, look, look at, slowly go back and read this, Tyree, the nation, their trading was phenomenal, they had it with Egypt, they had it with Sudan, they had it, you know, they got people from Sudan to come and work for them, um, um, Cyprus, Bashan, Asherites, Lebanon, Sanir, all the, I mean, their trading system was huge, and America is probably the largest trading system in the world, if I'm not mistaken. Our trade goes from China to America, Brazil, America, Colombia, um, Mexico, Europe, Africa, you name it. We get things from all over the world, just as this country, uh, Tyree, did. A lot of similarities God's showing me. Again, I'll read in verse 9. Elders of Gabal and its wise men were in you to caulk your seams. All the ships of the sea and their oarsmen were in you to market your merchandise. Those from Persia, Lydia, and Libya were in your army as men of war. They hung shield and helmet in you. They gave splendor to you. So we see their armies. They had... Obviously, they were allies with other armies. They were allies with other countries. And they had other people from those countries fighting for them. Fighting in their countries. They were with them. They were side by side. America. We have multiple allies. We've received... We as America, we've received riches beyond measure. Just as this country, Tyree, has also received riches. Our military is the greatest and most technologically advanced in all the world. We have everything you can ask for. We have many allied countries that fight with us. Many allied countries who fight with us. Go on the internet. You can look it up. I didn't do the research for this, but you can surely go and see how many allies we really have. Men of Arved verse 11 with your army were on your walls all around and the men of Gamad were in your towers they hung their shields on your walls all around they made your beauty perfect Tarshish was your merchant because of your many luxury goods <laughs> luxury goods we've got many riches here in America they gave you silver iron tin and lead for your goods Javin, Tubal, and Mesh. Meshesh were your traders. They bartered human lives and vessels of bronze for your merchandise. So again, that's just pointing out their trading system. The men of Dedan were your traders. Many isles 
were the market of your hand. They brought you ivory tusk and ebony as payment. Ebony was a, a black dark wood. Syria was your merchant because of the abundance of goods you made. <laughs> Syria, verse, verse 16, Syria was your merchant because of the abundance of goods you made. They gave for your they gave you for your wares emeralds, purple, embroidery, fine linen, corals, and rubies. What do we see going on in America? Again, our trading system is phenomenal. We trade this for that and we have riches beyond riches. It's it's just Man, God was just really stirring my heart and he still is to just show me how alike we are. To this country Tyree where judgment was coming down if they would not repent. Verse 17. Judah and the land of Israel were your traders. They traded for your merchandise wheat, aminoth, millet, honey, oil, and balm. Damascus was your merchant because of the abundance of goods you made. Because of your many luxury items with the wine of Helban and with white wool. Dan and Javan paid for your wares. Tress Traversing back and forth, wrought iron, cassia, and cane were among your merchandise. The dam was your merchant in sad cloths for writing. Arabia and all the princes of Kedar, Kedar were your regular merchants. They traded with you in lambs, rams, and goats. The merchants of Sheba and Ramah were your merchants. They traded for your wares, the choicest spices, all kinds of precious stones and gold. Haran, Kaneh, Eden, the merchants of Sheba, Assyria, and Shilmed were your merchants. These were your merchants in choice items and purple clothes, and embroidered garments, and chests of multicolored apparel, and sturdy woven cords, which were in your marketplace. So Tyree, they had all of the best of the best. What does America have? The ships of Tarshish, verse 25, were carriers of your merchandise. You were filled and very glorious in the midst of the seas. Your oarsmen were brought your oarsmen brought you into many waters, but the east wind broke you in the midst of the seas. Your riches, wares, and merchandise, your mariners and pilots, your caulkers and merchandisers, all your men of war who are in you, and the entire company which is in your midst will fall into the midst of the seas. On the day of your ruin. Wow. So. Stop right there. And I'm going to just kind of do a little commentary on that. So. Tyre was first ran through by King Nebuchadnezzar the king of Babylon. He came through and slaughtered the people. But the city was still there. And there we see in verse 27. God says. That they're going to fall in the midst of the seas. And he says it again. And we'll see that. But I just wanted to say it. Before we get there, after, Bab after Nebuchadnezzar and Babylon came through and destroyed the people, the city was then destroyed and cast into the sea, which is still there to this day, by Alexander the Great, and I believe it was 327 BC. So that's already happened to them. Verse 28, the common land will shake at the sound of the cry of your pilots. All who handle the oar, the mariners, all the pilots of the sea will come down from their ships and stand on the shore. 
They will make their voice heard because of you. They will cry bitterly and cast dust on their heads. They will roll about in ashes. They will shave themselves completely bald because of you. Gird themselves with sackcloth and weep for, your, for you with bitterness of heart and bitter wailing. In their wailing for you, they will take up a lamentation and lamb it for you. What city is like Tyre, destroyed in the midst of the seas? What city, what nation is like America? None. There's none as fruitful as this nation is, as this nation once was, as we see us downfalling. And we're going to continue to downfall. The wrath of God is going to come on this nation if we do not repent. Christians, we need to repent. Some of you might say, oh, well, I'm saved. I don't need to repent anymore. Oh, yes, you sure do. If it wasn't for, if we as Christians were to get out there every single day, making this our job, making this our life, our livelihood, preaching the gospel to every lost soul that we saw, maybe we wouldn't have abortion clinics. Maybe the uh, murders would go down. Maybe the riots would go down. Maybe the rapes would go down. I don't know. You name it. We as Christians have just been sitting back thinking that, oh, well, we're saved. Now we ain't got to do nothing anymore. We can just, uh, yep, I'm, 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 I'm saved. I believe in Jesus. I received him. I'm going to just, you know, I really don't want to be like that Bible thumper over there kind of going crazy about all this. I just kind of want to live my life still. That means I'm still going to live my old life, which is not okay. And uh, I just kind of want to stay away from all that. I just want to get through this life and go to heaven. Oh, my friend. What a shame that would be to catch, to be found by the Lord at His coming, living in sin. The Bible says that we should not be ashamed at His coming, but should rejoice and be glad in that day. Verse 33, When your wares went out by sea, you satisfied many people. You enriched the kings of the earth with your many luxury goods, your merchandise. But you are broken by the seas and the depths of the waters. Your merchandise and the entire company will fall in your midst. All the inhabitants of the isles will be astonished at you. Their kings will be greatly afraid and their countenance will be troubled. The merchants among the peoples will hiss at you. You will become a horror and be no more forever. And that's exactly what happened to Tyre. Why? Because they didn't repent. Why? Because they stayed in their sin. Because they said, no, we don't really want to do that, God. We want to keep doing what we're doing. Well, friends, let me tell you, if we keep doing what we're doing as a nation, we're going to be nothing anymore. It's going to be too late. We keep saying to ourselves, we have time, we have time, we have time. We have no time. The time is now. Wake up. Go to chapter 28 in Ezekiel, verse 20. And I'm going to go through 24. When God would call out on, on judgment on Tyre, He would also mention Sidon multiple times. You can go back to the other prophets and do the research for yourselves. I am not going to do that. I'm just going to read right out of Ezekiel chapter 28 verse 20 through 24 as the Lord is speaking against Sidon now. And uh, again, God's just showing me so many things here, guys. 
we're going to see what happened for Saddam and we're going to see how it's occurring as we speak in the United States of America. Verse 20, chapter 28. Then the word of the Lord came to me saying, Son of man, set your face against Set your face towards Sidon and prophesy against her and say, Thus says the Lord God. Behold, I am against you, O Sidon. I will be glorified in your midst, and they shall know that I am the Lord. When I execute judgment in her and am hallowed in her, for I will send pestilence among upon her. Again, verse 23, for I will send pestilence upon her. And blood in her streets. What do we see going on? First we see the corona, the COVID-19. Coronavirus is spreading like wildfire in this nation. I think this nation has the biggest um, impact from the virus. Now is all that true? I don't know. Because our government, our media uh, is a big liar. And that's a big no-no. That's a big sin. Repent. But we still see the pestilence and it is real. It's very deadly. It's it's doing so much more, not just to those who receive the virus, but to those who don't hit it. It's doing so much damage to those who don't have the virus, forcing them to stay indoors. It's increasing the rate of suicide. Christians, what are we doing? For I will send pestilence upon her and blood in her streets. We see people murdered every single day. Murders rising up as they defund our police officers. As they defund the police department. Murder is going up. Crime is going up. Don't let this media lie to you and say, oh yeah, that's exactly what we need. That's exactly what we don't need. The Lord places all forms of government in place for His glory. For His righteous judgment. You can go check that out. Romans chapter 13. The Lord puts those police officers there for, 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 for His judgment on the wrongdoings of man. It's meant to not condemn you, but to make you realize that what you're doing is wrong and you need a new lifestyle. You need to turn to Jesus. Verse 23. For I will send pestilence upon her and blood in her streets. The wounded shall be judged in her midst. By the word against her on every by the sword against her on every side, then they shall know that I am the Lord, and there shall no longer be a pricking brayer or a painful thorn for the house of Israel from among all who are around them who despise them, then they shall know that I am the Lord God. Guys, America is just repeating everything. Tyree and Sadan have done. As we read again in Ezekiel 27, we see who this country uh, Tyree was, and we see how wonderful they were. We see their trading; it was wonderful. They, um, I mean, they they had it all. They had all the luxury. They had all the riches. They had, they had everything. And yet, their ways were evil before the Lord. The Lord looks past all that what looks good in man's sight. He looks past it all, and He sees the heart of man, and He sees how evil we are. For no man is good. 
No man is good. Guys, we need to repent as a nation. This is what the Lord's saying. He's just stirring my heart up. And He just keeps saying, we need to repent. We need to repent. And if we don't, bad news bears. It's coming down. Wrath is coming. I just, I just pray. And we as Christians, guys, we need to keep praying for this nation. Read Daniel chapter 9. Read Daniel chapter 9 and look at how Daniel prayed. That's how we need to be praying. Similar to what Daniel just prayed for his country in Israel. We need to pray for the country, the United States of America. If everyone would just repent and believe in Jesus Christ, confessing Him as Lord and Savior, receiving Him into their hearts, oh my, what a revival that could spark up. The things that God could do if if we receive His Son, Jesus. So Christians, brothers and sisters, just wake up. Keep praying for this nation. And I just want to leave you this thought is, what are you going to do for Jesus today? What are you going to do for Him? How are you going to glorify Him? How are you going to honor Him with your life, with your actions, with your words? How? Actions can speak just as loud as words, but there's times when the Lord wants us to speak up and stand for Him with our words. So my question again, guys, is how are you going to stand for Jesus today? We have, we're out of time, guys. The clock is ticking. The clock is ticking. The Lord is right there waiting for His Father to say, Go and get your bride. We should want everybody who's not saved to come with us. The clock is ticking. What are you going to do for Jesus today? Serve Him. Glorify Him. Don't take your eyes off Jesus. Stay in His Word, guys. Stay in prayer. Follow His Word. And just keep pushing forward. Keep pushing forward through the through the pain and the sorrow that we see going on in this world. And just remember, the only one who's going to be able to fix it is Jesus Himself. The Prince of Peace. The Wonderful Counselor. The great I am. That's the one who's going to fix everything. So guys, again, just ask yourselves this very question. What are you going to do with Jesus? How are you going to serve Him today? God bless. I hope everyone has a great rest of your day.